It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Tuesday, April 19th, 2016. We have six vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have, uh, well, winds, west winds five knots today, veering around to the northwest in the afternoon, so relatively calm conditions. And today we're going to talk about mega ships, those really, really, really big container ships, and how they're working out in the industry, um, considering that they are way bigger than ships that we're used to in terms of container ships going to ordinary ports trying to deliver all our stuff. But first, let's take a look at today's ship schedule. Well, it's going to be kind of quiet on the river today. We have one inbounder, we have one in the Astoria Anchorage heading upriver very early, and we have four outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. So our first inbounder is very early this morning, around 530 Arriving from Japan, she's called the Global Endeavor, and she is coming to Longview to pick up logs. She will pass Astoria around 5.30 a.m., as I said, and you might see her in Longview by about 9 a.m. In the Astoria Anchorage, the Cirrus 1 on her way to Longview today to pick up wheat. Departing from the Anchorage around 2 a.m., you might see her in Longview by 5.30 a.m. If you perhaps commute across the uh, Lewis and Clark Bridge there across the Columbia River in Longview. Uh, in Outbounders, we have the Pan Amber leaving Longview carrying wheat. She's uh, leaving around 3 a.m., could pass Astoria outbound 6.30, around 6.30 a.m. today. The New Century 1 is a car carrier heading out of the Port of Portland with brand new Toyotas on board. Leaving around 3 p.m., maybe passing Astoria around 9 p.m. The Arisque is leaving Vancouver around 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 11 p.m. The Beatrice is leaving Vancouver carrying bentonite clay. She's heading out around 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 11 p.m. And bentonite clay is used for many things, but one thing it's used for is kitty litter. So you can say that this is a ship full of kitty litter, perhaps, going out to sea today. In our marine weather forecast, we have uh, on the Columbia River Bar in the main channel, where the river meets the ocean there out near Cape Disappointment. Combined seas 3 to 5 feet today and tonight. Seas are going to build to 8 to 10 feet during those maximum ebb current times. We have one happening around 4 a.m. this morning and another one around 4.15 this afternoon. Overall, in the marine weather forecast, we have west winds, five knots veering to the northwest later today. Wind waves from the west, one foot high at four seconds between wave crests, shifting around to the northwest at four seconds in the afternoon. You see there's a weather system of some kind moving through, and that wind is going to change direction with it as it, as it swirls through our area. Uh, westerly swells, five feet high at 12 seconds apart, and patchy morning fog is in the forecast today. Well, if you are a longtime Ship Report listener, you may have heard me talk with you over the years about how ships just always seem to be getting bigger. And the buzz phrase in the industry is economies of scale, meaning that you save money if you load more stuff per ship because more stuff per ship is more efficient, faster, and saves fuel. Well, this has been true up to a point, but it seems that the idea may have been pushed a bit too far and the industry is seeing the effects of this now. In recent years, a new class of container ship has emerged, super huge ones. They're called ultra-large container vessels, or ULCV for short, and they carry more than 18,000 TEUs of cargo. Now, TEU is a measurement, 20-foot equivalent units. The container ships we used to see on the Columbia, from Hanjin shipping those lovely black vessels that were quite graceful, they could handle about 5,300 TEUs. 
So these big ships can carry more than three times the amount of cargo as those ships that we used to see. And the Hanjin Paris, by the way, for instance, is one, was one of those vessels, is uh, already almost a thousand feet long. So these super ships, which can carry lots more cargo, are also lots more bigger, if you pardon the expression. And that's where the economies of scale model begins to break down, according to experts. These megaships designed to haul lots more of our stuff and get it to us faster could actually cause a bottleneck in many ports around the world because port facilities in general are built for the kinds of ships we're used to seeing and are not really big enough to handle the bigger ships efficiently. So a port that could handle two more normal-sized container ships at a time can maybe only handle one super ship. And it may actually end up taking longer to unload one very large ship than it would to unload two smaller ones in a properly equipped port. Experts who are doing the math on this and weighing it against the cost of upgrading so many port facilities around the world to accommodate these larger ships have kind of hit a wall. Ports don't want to spend, and in many cases don't have the money to spend a lot of money upgrading and enlarging their docks and crane facilities to handle bigger ships. Bigger ships and more cargo also means more space to store containers, larger gates, and more staff. So lots of expense on the land-based side when these bigger ships come into port. Another issue is that there's often not enough cargo these days to fill these mega ships, so fleets can sail partially empty, but they still require special equipment to load and unload. This leaves mega ships relying on a few mega equipped ports to make enough to justify the larger sh ships, and these larger ships are new, they've been expensive, and shippers are hoping to of course pay for them in short, a short period of time because of the, the savings they would get from using a larger ship and all those economies of scale kinds of savings that I talked about earlier. Experts say that megaships are only profitable if they can be handled very quickly at ports and that can't, just can't be done at many ports around the world right now. So far the ULCVs are primarily operating between Europe and Asia and some ports on the U.S. West Coast. And one of those ports is Seattle, I believe. Uh, that lo One of those large um, ULCVs did go there uh, about a month or so ago, and it was in the news. So we won't be seeing those... Um, those mega ships here on the Columbia River, I would imagine that depth and height restrictions alone could be a factor here because we have bridges that are fixed on the river and our channel is only is 43 feet deep, which may not accommodate those vessels. Not to mention the Columbia River currently has no dedicated container service happening. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.